When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I think a lot of people have egg on their face. This was an idea uh, that, that was first put forward by Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, Donald Trump. And look, some things may be true even if Donald Trump said them. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, <laughs> News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> Seven minutes after nine. News Talk 550, KTSA, I'm Sean. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're feeling all fresh and spry. After coming off your uh, three-day weekend, yeah, you feel spry. That was Jonathan Carl uh, basically saying that, uh, well, yeah, yeah, if Donald Trump said it, we went in the opposite direction. Trey and I were talking about this on Where and Rhyma. Apparently, this may come as a shock to some of you, but apparently uh, some folks in American television journalism and cable journalism are full of crap. <laughs> oh, man, couldn't see that one coming. It's odd they're admitting to it, though, at this point. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, we'll talk about, uh, you know, the, the walkout last night. Uh, you know, what other gig could you have where you could just not go to work and, you know, just I don't feel like doing it today. I just, I, I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to do it. What kind of gig could you have? What kind of job could you, American politics, being in government. Being a public servant is really, it's such a world unto itself because no one else gets to live that way. Right, Chris? No one else gets to live that way. If my boss called me and said, Sean, I want you to do this. And I was like, nah. <laughs> how long would I stay on? You know what I mean? How long would anybody keep their job? Uh, since you're going into heart surgery, doctor, I'd like you, uh, as the director of the, uh, of the hospital, I'd like you to wash your hands. Nah, I'm not going to do it. Nah, I don't feel like it. In fact, I don't feel like doing the operation. I'm just going to wait out the clock. <laughs> what else could, you know what I mean? What else, what else could you, could you conduct yourself that way, man? They, found out they, either, they even called Dan Patrick and like, what happens if we go to an Indian reservation? These are grown adults, man. If we go to a, uh, an engine reservation, they can't get to us, right? These are grown freaking adults. You can tell I'm upset because my voice is getting high. Nah, I don't feel like going to. I don't feel like doing that. Nah, it's okay. I don't want to vote on that one. And uh, well, the Speaker of the House, I guess he he scheduled us. I didn't even realize this, but Trey had mentioned it, that he uh, it scheduled this these priority votes for late in the session. Almost as if he didn't want to uh, go on the record voting for him. It's just the Politicians live on planet politician. They they just live and they have a completely whether it's state or, or the, the boys at the top there, they just live a completely different existence than the rest of us. You know what I mean? This is the people's business here. This is the people's business. Nah <laughs> I don't feel like doing it. You know, hey, we don't want to vote on the why don't we just leave? Yeah, let's just go let's leave. And then we can't vote on it. You know, again, these are grown-ass adults, man. Now, I know, look at me, I, I'm not the most responsible human being. I'm not the most proactive human being. I'm a fairly lazy, slow-moving animal. I, I really am. I, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not the most uh, grown-up, grown-ass adult myself, okay? 
but look at what I do for a living, okay? None of us are, all right? I'm just saying that when you're a grown-ass adult, and your job is to vote on stuff and do the people's bit. You're there as a servant to the people of the, of the, of the state of Texas. You are there doing my business, doing Chris's business, doing Don Morgan's business, doing everybody's business. You're not there for your own ego. You're not there for what, you know, how you want the world to be. Uh, yes, you were elected, but probably you were elected by, you know, saying a lot of bull crap. Lying your ass off to get in. Lying your lying ass off to get on in there. And most and the thing that gets me, you know, you look at the, the voter restriction. Well, it's described as voter restriction law. In all the local papers, in all the national papers, the voter restriction. Fox News is the only one thus far that I've seen in Breitbart where it's not actually being described as the voter restriction law, which it is because it doesn't restrict anybody's right to vote. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it, they hate it because, uh, you know, they want to cheat. Well, there's no other way to put it. They want to cheat. See, I'm upset again. My voice is getting high. Because th- there's nothing restrictive about it. There's nothing racist about it. Uh, you know, I, I, they've even watered down, I think, the voter ID, the photo ID thing. I mean, if you bring your freaking, uh, People Magazine subscription card, you could probably use that. If anybody bothers to subscribe to that piece of crap anymore. Yes, Chris, I know I do. I just like to look at the pictures when I'm in the bathroom. I like to look at the pictures of the stars and the celebrities when I'm in the bathroom. Because that's what I think of them. Um, you know, they, they don't want it. They don't want these laws because they're, they, they want to cheat. They want to codify cheating. They want to federalize cheating. You know, uh, uh, because uh, uh, most of the laws at the state level... Uh, certainly Texas, uh, it's banning the kind of crap they pulled off, uh, the shenanigans they pulled off during the presidential cycle. Mail-in ballots for everyone. Everybody gets a ballot. Hey, you want two? Take, take two or three. Right, there you go. Have some ballots. <laughs> and, and I get so sick and tired of just hearing about the, it's racist and oppressive. How? How? The only way it could be racist and oppressive is if black people really just can't pull it together enough to vote. You know what I mean? Black people, they just can't get, they're on people of color time. They, they just can't, they can't make it uh, with, the, with the hours you want to put down on them. Photo ID, God, so racist to expect a black person. The thing is, most people support this stuff, including black people. They're, you can look at any recent poll you want to look at. Breitbart, they got a Gallup poll just the other day. Most people support the kind of laws that we want to put on the books here in Texas. Uh, just like most people do not agree with the radical agenda of the left. And I suspect, as James Carville, Carville said, a fair amount of Democrats as well. But they're scared. They're just scared, Chris. They're scared. They're scared of the woke crowd. We're hanging BLM flags off our embassies. I mean, come on, man. They're just scared. Here's Michael. How you doing, Michael? Doing good, Sean. Good morning. Hey. Uh, I just my uh, my dad passed away about eleven years ago, mm. and I have a neighbor whose husband passed away six years ago. And both my dad and my neighbor's deceased husband are still on the voting rolls. <laughs> and. <laughs> It's just, you know, having an ID, I mean, it's never been easier to vote. Here in Bear County, you can vote at any polling place. I just, uh, like you said, it's just uh, it's just a pander, and it's just to... Uh, no, they want to cheat, man. They want to cheat. Because they can't sell this agenda on its own merits, because nobody wants it. So they got to yeah. cheat. So, all right, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, 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 it's sick. That's what this is all about. If you're a demopuke and you're listening right now and you disagree with me and you think the laws are restrictive and they're racist, well, listen here, Mr. Man. You give us a call and let us know about it. Give us a call. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm just an idiot. Maybe I'm just a knuckle-dragging racist Neanderthal, and I just, I, I just don't understand 
the nuanced argument of how a racist these these kinds of laws are. So if you understand the nuances and the oppre- of the oppressive nature of these laws, you call me up and explain it to me. Because to me, saying that these are restricted because black people just can't pull it together enough to vote. Sorry, baby, you're you're the racist in the room, man, not me. <laughs> you're the racist in the room. The fact is, you know it. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And then when I get back, I'll tell you what thrilling thing. We, what a thrilling weekend we had. A Memorial Day weekend, just thrilling. Uh, this is thrilling stuff, and I'll explain that coming up. Whew. All right, well, I'll just let it slide here. They had a rom-com marathon on Hallmark. A rom-com marathon on Hallmark. What, it wasn't even the cool mystery movie. Just romantic comedies, one right after the other. My wife had some back spasms going, so she couldn't really. She was out of out of work all last week, so she's all she could do is just sit there in the recliner, with your heating pad. With my damn heating. Well, it's kind of hers, but I did take it over. What's hers is mine. What's mine is hers. Right. Actually, what's hers is hers, and what's mine is hers. Yeah. Like did the heating you, pad. Did you enjoy yourself? Man, you know, there just comes a point where you just, it's all, you just, your mind just shuts down. You know, when you're watching that much Hallmark, you know, your just mind just shuts down at some point. Could be a test pattern, you know, for hours and hours and hours. It wouldn't matter. Of course, if you're under the age of me, you don't know what a test pattern is. But I think you know what I mean. Don Morgan knows what I mean. You could put, you could put the, uh, just a single shot of grass growing. Because mm-hmm. after, after so much Hallmark, your mind just, the, the male mind just shuts down. Well, at least you know it's a test pattern in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, in Connecticut. Yeah. A test pattern in Connecticut. It all happens in Connecticut. Or Vail. Yeah. Aspen. Did the test pattern have a sweater? Turtleneck, yeah. <laughs> drinking hot chocolate. Drinking, <laughs> drinking, drinking freaking hot chocolate. <laughs> Every movie ends with the words, No, baby, I'm, I'm not going back to the big city. I'm, I'm going to help you with your grandfather's cookie factory. I'm in a state... No, baby, I'm not... I decided I'm not going back to the big corporate life in the city. I want to help you with your mom's bakery here in this crummy-ass little town, way up in the mountains, filled with white people, just white people. All right. <laughs> I got nothing against white people. I am white, but there's only so many I can take, you know what I mean? <laughs> Stay here and help with your growing restaurant with three tables. And yeah, it's always some freaking family business they're trying to save. Right. And you're half of your own tolerance. Yes. What Chris said. Two one zero five nine nine. Jacob, hang on. We're late for we'll come and talk. We're going to come back and talk to you, Jacob. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Yes, News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. 925, uh, belated happy birthday to Clint Eastwood and Mr. Augie Myers, who both celebrate a birthday on uh, on Memorial Day, which I find deeply poetic uh, and very American. Uh, 210-599-5555. Let's talk about voter ID here. Jacob, Jacob, how you doing? I'm doing great, Sean. Thank you for having me on the show. Sure. Easy, I've been listening peasy. to you guys for about uh, five years. I've been... Since I've moved to San Antonio, I want to say I absolutely love what you guys do. Uh, God bless you. Uh, like your philosophy and uh, to give you a, a better sense of I'm a young guy and I just want to, you know, put your mind at ease and let you know there is a younger generation of us out there that uh, we see through the uh, the BS and Good. we're not, not necessarily working. But uh, what I'm really wanting to call in about and talk to you about today is uh, my, uh, my grandmother, she... Uh, Born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. She's a military wife and uh, as conservative as they come. And um, she, we moved her over here to San Antonio a few years ago um, just to be closer to us. And see, I have a, uh, a family in town. My my aunt is a uh, was a psychologist at uh, one of the universities here in San Antonio. I won't right. name names, but uh, she is particularly left leaning. She's got a library in her house filled with Hillary Clinton books. She oh she's my. Greatest person <laughs> to ever walk the planet. That's fine. I think she might be the most dangerous 
carbon life form that ever walked the planet. <laughs> carbon you know, life can't form. Use your, can't use your family. You know? Right. But uh, we, so, uh, so we moved her over here, and my uh, my grandmother has voted voted for Reagan, both the Bushes, you know, voted for Trump in his first his uh, first election. But um, you know, I had a feeling she's in a she's in an assisted living home here, and I won't I won't name names. And uh, they weren't allowed to leave the home to go vote or anything, so they had to all do mail in ballots. Right. So therefore, they all had to you know sign off on on their votes. And well, I uh, I went online, I checked her her registry, and sure enough, she voted for Biden. Are you serious? Uh, she voted for Biden. Ah. I. Uh, you know, no, she didn't. But whoever, uh, right? Why does the why ballot does harvesting? For, right, right. Does uh, why does a person vote for Trump and then and then in the you know? It's really insidious that they go not. into old folks' homes and assisted yeah. living places and do that crap. Yeah, I feel like somebody in her mid nineties isn't going to really change her ways. You right. Know? So, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, something kind of scratches my head there. And that's crazy. I got to run, man. But that that's insane, man. That's all right. Thank you guys again for take, taking me on the show. I appreciate it. Hey, you, you give me hope for the young. You give me hope for young people. Because there's a lot of weirdos out there in your generation. A lot of weirdos. Not always the fun kind. Two ones are, yeah, they, my, my mom's in assisted living. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not being a jerk, but I mean, you know, there are people in that, in that place that, you know, my mom's one of them right now that, you know, they, Takes me a little while to get down the hallway, and uh, you know, I'm just saying, it's uh, you know, you, you could go if you really wanted to, you could sweep into a place like that, and that's why they do it. And get them to sign any damn ballot, you know. Oh no, this is for this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah this is uh, for the one you want, but you know, they can't see half the time. They can't hear very well. That's who, that's who the demo. That's who you. That's who you pukes are, man. You go into old folks' homes. You go into old folks' homes and assisted living places. And trick old people into voting for who you want them to vote for. That's ballot har- harvesting. That's what it is. It's what exactly what that is. But you know, all oh, this this voter restriction law. It's so oppressive, and it keeps people from voting. Now it keeps people from voting multiple times. It keeps dead people from voting. <laughs> Actually, expands early voting hours or mandates it to a certain extent. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five eighty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. And we're back, Newstalk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Hi, it's nine thirty nine. Yeah, I'm a little embarrassed by something, Don. I'm a little embarrassed by something. I. I'm a little embarrassed by something. I was talking earlier about how. And in fact, all day yesterday, I thought, well, how cool is that? Augie and Clint Eastwood have the same have, have their birthday on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. I I was thinking that th- their birthdays always fall on Memorial Day, but as Chris just pointed out to me a few minutes ago, uh, <laughs> Memorial Day is a different date every year because it's just kind of the last. What is it, the last Monday in in, of May. in, in May? So it, it's not always Clint and Augie's birthday on Memorial Day. Always on May 31st. Oh, their birthdays are always on May 31st. But, but that not always on Memorial Day. Might not necessarily be the, the Monday of Memorial Day. Right. I went a full 24 hours thinking that. Mm-hmm. A full 24 hours, Chris. Oh, so I should have told you yesterday? I was thinking about it. Yeah, then. you know, where is the text, buddy? Somebody's slipping down on the job there. Where was the text saying, hey, hey, Sean, it's different every year. Holiday. He was off. He was off. I was really off. Way off. By about 12 months. (laughs) Sorry, Augie. Sorry, Clint. But it was cool yesterday, huh? (laughs) Uh, Also, but, you know, it was a thrilling weekend because there was a lot of uh, watching of the Hallmark rom-com marathon. Um, but you know, and this is a serious thing though. This, there was something interesting to me about the weekend in that it was really the first moment when, you know, for the past year and a half, I've been telling you guys how I hated the masks. I, I hated if I had to go in and get something or I had to go get some groceries for my mom or what have you, I'd figure out what I need so I can get in and get out. 
you know, used to be, uh, I used to enjoy bobbing around, you know, just doing errands and shopping with my wife, you know. Something, you know, just, just little crap, little simple everyday crap that I enjoy doing. Sure. And I got to, I, you know what the highlight of my weekend was, honestly? Going to HEB without a mask. I, I mean, I, I actually videoed myself. <laughs> you took a video of yourself without the mask. Yeah, walking through a big HEB. stupid grin on my face. You can hear the cartwheels moving, you know, and I'm just bebopping on down the aisle. I'm like, I ain't got no mask on. Hey, you ain't got no mask on either. And I, I guess yeah, I've just noticed that like more people are not wearing masks. Right. It's like this great, you know, reemergence <laughs> from this screwed up year. People, and a half. People showing their faces again. Yeah, and and so I wasn't the oddball. I mean, there were other people that didn't have their masks on as well. And I'm just like got a big stupid grin on my face like, I'm going to go buy some deodorant now. Then I'm going to go buy me some uh, some seafood salad. And all this without no damn mask on, man. Ain't this, I mean, it's just a little, I think, it, you know, if we can take something away from the past year and a half, you know, whatever the hell you think just took place or whatever the hell you think this was. <laughs> All right. In a sense, didn't it kind of give us all a greater appreciation or a renewed appreciation for just the simple stuff? Sure. Like going to freaking H-E-B. <laughs> Without know? a mask. Without a mask. Right. You know, I mean, I, I really, I, I, and I, I try to, because I, I tend to be, you know, my mind tends to wander. I know that's shocking. And I, I tend to get stressed about stuff. And I stress about the past. And I stress about the future. Mm-hmm. And I stress about mostly crap that I can't do anything about, mm-hmm. which means there's no real reason to stress. And I've just, I, I, I'm trying to focus on stuff like that. Right. Like, just go into the freaking HEB. I'm going to buy me some bathtub oil. I'm going to get me some oil from a bathtub so I get all greasy in my damn bathtub. I mean, I felt like shouting to people, like telling them what I was going to buy just because I'm so happy to be there. I think I'll go buy some sushi. I did. I went and bought a buttload of sushi, man. Wow. Took my time choosing what sushi I wanted because I didn't have to get my ass out the H-E-B because I was breeding my own carbon. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was great. Now, a buttload of sushi, that's the quantity? Or is that the... It, 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 yeah, yeah. Ah. Ah, uh, you're treading on some tricky waters. Ah, do you know they have crawfish sushi at HEB? Well, there, I'm sure you bought. I some. wanted to like, I wanted to like start singing. It's crawfish sushi at HEB, and I ain't got no damn mask on, and neither do you. I know it didn't rhyme. <laughs> but neither do I. I just had a great old. T- I took my time, man. I only had like three things to get. <laughs> I just stayed there for, for like an hour. It was there for an hour. Roll around, around like, hey, look at you. I can see you. <laughs> Crawfish damn sushi. I hope you didn't get the sushi and then wheel around the store for an hour. No, I got the sushi last. Oofta. What do you think I am, a crazy person? Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, it was, it was, it's just little things like that are, are cool again. Just to right. be able to like go out and not have to worry about the mask. Yeah. See, I'm glad you had that going on. My weekend started very, uh, just started horribly. What happened? Well, you know, Friday, I get off the air. Right. And, and I'd been up since 1 a.m. Right. And I get a text message from my son, Mike, saying he's flying in and his plane's going to land at 9.30. Oh, wow. So, you know, 9 o'clock, I live in Cibolo. <laughs> Nine o'clock Friday night. It is raining sideways. Oh, it was, oh my God! You know, and right. it's like a disco outside. All the lightning and everything else, <laughs> and not uh, the fun kind. No, right? it wasn't fun. I get in my truck, and I I drive all the way to the San Antonio airport. Right, right? and it's it's almost impossible to get around because the roads are covered in water, and everyone's going about two miles per hour, right. which is fine, you know. But I get to the airport and I'm, I pull into the cell phone parking lot waiting to hear from, from Mike. And I sit there for about five minutes and he calls me and he says, I've got some bad news. No. And I said, no. well, you know, this is not acceptable. I've been up since 1 a.m. and it is now 9.30. Oh, no, it was 9.45. <sighs> and he says to me, my flight was diverted to Austin. Oh, you got to drive to Austin? So I had to get back on the highway. Oh, dude. In that, in that typhoon we had oh. going on and drive up there. 
<laughs> By the time I got, and of course, everybody else that was on a flight that was diverted to Austin, they all showed up at the airport at the same time. Oh, man. So the traffic was that so sucks. bad getting into the right. airport. He was waiting for me. By the time I pulled off the highway, got into the round, you know, the, the circular right. roadway at the airport, it was probably 45 minutes that I could finally pick him <sighs> up, right? I'm like, you could have walked home by now. <laughs> Why didn't you? Right. So I, fi- <laughs> I got home exactly 24 hours after oh. I woke up. Right. 1 a.m. Saturday morning. I rolled back in. You're a badass, man. Yeah. That's that's I, I couldn't do that. Twenty four, a full twenty four hour cycle. Yeah, and then you know at five o'clock in the morning, four hours later, my oldest son calls me. Of course, he's on the East Coast, so he's an hour ahead. Right. And he calls me. Hey, uh, just calling to see if Mike's. Yes, his plane landed. <laughs> Why don't you just call him? <laughs> no, Dad, I want to wake your ass well, up. You know, I know you get up early. Get up early. No, not wow. today. <laughs> That's kind of a crummy start. You're right. Yeah, but yeah. at least he's there and you're home. Yeah. he's home, and that's good. I haven't seen him since. He, you know, he got together with his friends. I don't know where he is. You know how young guys are. Yeah, they don't want to hang around with the old parents. They want to, like, uh, be, be, be bobbing around and stuff. But that was what an adventure. So, well, I'm glad you got through that. I don't feel so bad just watching Hallmark, yeah. you know. I, you know, I, at one point it occurred to me that I should invest in a canoe. <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It was rough out there. Some nasty weather. Right. Uh, how was your weekend? Call us up. Was it cool? Did it suck? 2105. You have to drive to the airport in the middle of a typhoon. Oh, man, that would suck. Oh, Two Especially that airport. 210-599-5555. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. It's Sean, News Talk 550 KTSA. All right, all right, all right. Oh, oh before I get into making fun of Matthew McConaughey, if uh, if there's something you're doing now, some simple little pleasure in life, that didn't sound right. You know what I mean. Uh, that you couldn't do uh, during the, the pandemic-y times. Uh, what was that? Mine was just going to the HEB and buying some sushi. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Matthew McConaughey, uh, if he were governor, he he'd bring back man. He he think mask mandates are good. We got to have them mask mandates back. All right, all right, all right. You know, I, when when McConaughey first started talking smack about this, you know, I, I had a reaction uh, that it was basically, well, you know, I thought Donald Trump was full of crap when he first ran. I, I couldn't, you know, I, I thought it was a joke. Donald Trump turned out to be one of the best presidents this country's ever had. So I, I, I was kind of open to the idea of McConaughey because he's kind of, as far as I can tell, he's kind of a m- middle-of-the-road guy. But no. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Okay. Uh, uh, starring in Days. It was the Days and Confused. Was that his movie? Started the whole thing. Starring in Days and Confused and looking really cool when you drive a car aren't necessarily qualities that I want in the governor or that make a diff- you know, will make you a good governor. The thing about McConaughey is he never says, like, what he's thinking of doing, you know, once he becomes governor. The only thing I ever heard him say is he thought he would be a good teacher. He could teach people stuff. Like, like what, dude? You, I didn't know the governor's job was to teach people stuff. Like what? How to make a pot pipe out of an apple? I mean, what are you, uh, seriously, what are you going to teach us? No, really, I've seen that done. I'm kidding. Uh, so I, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, uh, if this is reality or not. I, 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 certainly the Democrats hate Greg Abbott. Especially he's been kicking some tail, man. Kicking some ass. But Matthew McConaughey, really? Really? You know, what, I mean, what, what does he bring except a lot of hair product? You know, you really get, he never says what he, is it just me or does he never say exactly what it is he would do for the state of Texas? A bong in every garage. 210-599-5555. Also, BJ Thomas passed away. 78 years of age. Uh, and I, you know, I forgot that great scene. I, somebody posted a, 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 the thing on BJ Thomas here and, uh, that great scene from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid set to raindrops keep falling on my head. One of the most iconic film scenes ever. 
with one of my favorite actors ever, Paul Newman. You know, they didn't. The actors didn't want that song in the movie. They didn't. No. What song did they want? They, they didn't, didn't really want make that. much sense. They wanted something that was more of a period piece. With the, oh, right. You know. Because but, it really it was a modern song, but yeah. it's a movie that takes place in the 1880s, right. I believe. Yeah. And but uh, you know, jokes on them. That was a huge. <laughs> it's a, it's a great scene. An Academy Award winner. The song won the Academy Award. Oh, it did. It did. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And uh, you know, in a sense, because Newman is horsing around on a on a on a, on a, on a bike, bicycle, right. which you know at that point was still kind of a new thing, right? So it, it did work. It, yeah. it was a it's a, gor- it's a so. gorgeous scene. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I watched Cruella this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Any B.J. Thomas songs in that movie? No, I can't imagine. No. You know, it wasn't bad. I mean, my wife really liked it. My stepdaughter really liked it. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone was fan because it was released this past weekend. It's a new movie. Right. But you, you know, new movies you stream now, right? Sure. Emma Stone, she plays a young Cruella DeVille from 101 Dal- Dalmatians. Emma Stone was really, really good in the role. Mm-hmm. I just get so sick of the CGI crap, you know? Yeah. I'm like, you're all just hopping around in front of a blue screen in Burbank. Mm-hmm. You know right. what I mean? You're just y'all just hopping around in front of a blue screen in Burbank. And my wife got upset because I couldn't stop talking like this. <laughs> it's all computer animation. And just in front of some bloody blue screen in Burbank. My wife was ready to kill me. You're just watching a cartoon. It's like watching a video bloody game, right? Bloody cartoon was more realistic. <laughs> That's not a castle. It's a blue screen in Burbank. I just kept saying that. Like, everything, everything's would say. That's my life. All right. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm especially honored to share the stage with Brittany and Jordan and Nathan and Margaret Catherine. I, uh, I love those barrettes in her hair, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Look at her. She looks like she's 19 years old, sitting there with her, like a little lady in a race car. Sean Reimer, <laughs> 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. <laughs> He's so creepy. That's the President of the United States. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean High. President was rambling about democracy under fire. On Memorial Day and systemic racism, of course, you got to toss that in there, sir. Make sure you mention systemic racism at least three times, please, sir. Well, he's talking specifically also about the, he's kind of referring to these these statewide voting laws, which are being actively described by most media outlets. Not this one, but most media outlets as voter restriction laws, voter restriction laws. Uh, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing how the, the only thing it's restricting. The only thing these laws restrict is the Democrats' ability to cheat, <laughs> which is what they got to do, because your agenda sucks and nobody wants it. Now uh, you know we had some shenanigans here at our state legislature. A legislator, uh, uh, where they, they they instead of voting on the uh, on the couple of things, well, the the, vote, the voter law, they they. Just, Walked out, just left. And Greg Abbott has said he's going to reduce the budget, so he's going to take away their money and won't get paid. Now they gave a little six hundred bucks a month, but they got to pay their staff. They got people who depend on that money, and they're going to. Abbott's like, you're not going to do your job. I'm not going to pay you. Don't you kind of? I mean, what do you think of that? Is that being snotty, or does it make sense to you? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I wish we held them to that standard all just across the board. Everyone, everyone in elected office. If you don't do your damn job, you don't get paid. Because you know what, baby, in the real world, if you don't do your job, you don't get paid. That's how that crap works. I know if you're a public servant, that feels foreign and strange to you. The idea of earning your pay, uh, but you know, here on the in the real world, it's 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 uh, it's something that uh, all of us have to deal with. So, what do you think about that? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. 
Uh, let's see, what else was I going to hit you guys up with? Uh, also, yeah, we got, uh, it's being reported now by British spies. Don't you just hear the James Bond theme when you say that, when you just say those words? British spies, ding, da, da, ding, 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 ding. Uh, it's, it's being reported in, in the British media. Oh, like, Daniel Craig's really doing all that. No, you know what Daniel Craig's doing? Hopping around in front of a blue screen in Burbank. I'm sorry. Um, they're saying, you know, likely, uh, the China virus was created in a lab. <laughs> wow. And, uh, Jonathan Carl said, well, I guess a few of us got some egg on our faces. We knew it. We just reported it because Trump said it in the beginning. Remember that? Every time he called it the China. That's why I love in the early days of the pandemic, right? When they kept calling him a racist because he shut down travel with China. And he would just look right at the camera, the China virus. Oh, the president is being racist and xenophobic. No, he's saving lives, man. And they apparently reported the opposite. They, they reported this as bullcrap when they knew it was true. How do you get your news? Let me just ask you that. I mean, if you're woke to uh, the the crap journalism uh, that we see today, heavily biased towards the left and heavily biased, frankly, towards an extreme agenda of the left, you really got to know where you get your news from, right? How do you go about it? How do you find out what's going on in the world? I mean, it's it's sort of my job to know what's going on in the world. I have my noggin in the news every day. I, as I tell you all the time, I, I cross-reference several different sources. Uh, I'm just looking for the basic facts. Whatever the story, whatever the story is that I'm talking about or bringing up on the air, I just want to know the basic facts. And sometimes even that is difficult to, to come by. And what you heard, uh, what you're hearing from American journalism right now is that, uh, if Donald Trump said it, they said the opposite. How does that make you feel? Two one zero. If you look at opinion polls and just any given opinion poll in recent in the past over the past couple of months about Americans' relationship with news media, it sucks right now. People aren't buying the BS anymore. They're really not. And of course, it, it makes it even easier not to buy the BS when you got major figures within news media like uh, the aforementioned Mister Kyle coming right out and saying, "Well, no, if, if Trump said it, we reported the op- the opposite." Uh, who was the guy? Jim Acosta, uh, was doing a commencement speech somewhere at a journalism school somewhere several months ago and basically came right out and said, there's no room for objectivity right now because Trump is so bad. We have to, you know, there's no, can't be objective. Here's Tom, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Tom, what's going on with you? Yeah, brother, you're just preaching, preaching the word right there because everything that they said was a lie. It started back when he got elected. And they've oh, done yeah. nothing but that since then. So you can't even listen to the news. I mean, the but only you got to you get, get your information to... somewhere, right? Well, we listen to you. <laughs> listen to Trump. I just, I just oh, said yeah, Augie Myers and Clint Eastwood had, it was great that every year they have to celebrate, to celebrate their birthday on Memorial Day. I don't know if you want to have me as your primary source, okay? I'm just saying. Uh, well, what can I say? You say the same thing I'm thinking. Well, I see. <laughs> Trey does the same thing. You, know, you guys put some humor into it, too, which is good because if you didn't have some humor in these times right now, you'd be pissed off all the time. Yeah, and I have been on occasion. Look, humor is a vital part of the human condition. We need yes, humor. Is. We need, There's a reason why it's there. It's a release yes, it of is. inner pressure, man. That's so. correct, because if you don't have that, then something else is going to break. Yep, I concur. I, I appreciate the call, man. Well, it's true. I've, I, I've always said this, that crying and laughing are as vital to a human being as breathing. you got to do both. You got to ball your eyes out every now and again. I did a couple times watching the Hallmark Channel with my wife. No, not because of the movie, just because I was watching the Hallmark Channel with my wife, and I would go into the bathroom, and <laughs> it's never going to end. 
It's never going to end. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's way too many Caucasians in one week. I'm, look, I'm not into the white privilege thing, and I sure as hell am glad we, we're banning critical race theory in this state because it's racist, all right? But my tribe is largely Hispanic-y, and uh, I, I, yeah, there's only so many Caucasians in a row that I can handle. And I'm just saying, in the Hallmark Channel, it's... Let's face it, the black chick's always the best friend, okay? And, uh, you know, or the gay guy. Right. The gay white guy is always the, 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 also the best friend at the bakery or the Christmas shop or wherever the hell they work. It was a rom-com marathon to support, to celebrate, mar- oh, you know, sorry. Memorial Day. We rom-coms all weekend long. Sorry. White guy in a turtleneck after white guy in a turtleneck. But you know, let me ask you this: even uh, though even though they were not Christmas themed movies, uh, they still continued with the with the whole turtleneck look. Well, they do. It could be you know the middle of summer and freaking you know Aspen, and they're still wearing turtlenecks. They'll be sleeveless with a turtleneck. Sleeveless, with a turtle- <laughs> yeah, really, really. Hey, he's just wearing a dicky. <laughs> dicky. <laughs> you said dicky. Um, <laughs> I didn't know Randy Quaid did those movies. <laughs> Christmas vacation when you had the dicky on underneath the shirt. I, I love the turtleneck. It's okay. It's a dicky. Right. It's summertime, baby. Summer in the mountains. I'm not going back to the big city. I'm going to stay here and help you with your grandfather's crappy newspaper stand. And your pet turtle. And your pet turtle. I got nothing against white people. I am a white person. I'm just saying, when you watch the Hallmark Channel, man, there's a lot of honkies. Rolling over on the Hallmark Channel. Right. Yeah. A lot of honkies. And my wife likes the scruffy-looking ones. Because they always got the scruffy. The, the, if you watch the, the Hallmark Channel, like the, the working-class dude is always a dude with, like, or the artist guy. Yeah. Here's an artist guy. He's got to have a little freaking beard. You know, but it's like a perfectly trimmed beard, you know. So he's not My all wife that likes bo- those guys. He's not all that bohemian. He's not all that. He's got a trim beard. My wife. can't believe I'm still talking about the Hallmark Channel. The whole world's going to hell. Well, that was my weekend. It was three days of that. That's all I'm saying. I sat there and watched, or I'd go out for supplies. Then I'd okay, go back so, out for okay. supplies. This every makes, half hour. This hey, makes perfect uh, sense. Hit the circle K again. Anybody need anything? This makes perfect sense. You were going on an hour ago. Oh, went to H-E-B for the first time. Look at me uh, yeah. without my mask. Ooh, I was there for an hour <laughs> just because I couldn't look. That's a load of crap. That's a load of crap. You could have had to wear a scarf and a mask. You still would have gone there for an hour because you didn't want to watch a bunch of white dudes and turtlenecks. I just, I needed a break every now and again, man. It was constant. Come on. Unrelenting. (laughs) Comparing the prices on kitty litter. (laughs) I was looking, kitty litter was more, I'm like, hey, kitty, I gotta get some kitty litter. Which I did. Alright. 210. <laughs> Price compare. Every combo logo they have in this establishment until an ample time has passed. I had like three things to buy, you know, uh, cauliflower. She wanted some damn cauliflower, some dog food, and a loaf of bread, and I was there for a freaking hour. Alright, it's because every one of those damn movies is 90 minutes long. So if I can run to the Circle K for an hour, run to the HEB for an hour, then I miss most of the movie. I'm kidding, baby. I know you're at home listening. No, I love. I, it was fun watching the Hallmark Channel with you this weekend, baby. I'm just kidding. Of course, he went to the kidding. AGB and shirts. <laughs> <laughs> What's forty five minutes from? I went to an AGB in Laredo. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. That's his white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> They're all out of sweet baby rays, so I went to Laredo. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA. I'm Sean. How are you? Hang on, Leo. You know, I wasn't rambling about systemic racism, even though. He represents the system. Uh, President Biden and Kamala Harris and their respective spouses went to a freaking French restaurant on Memorial Day. Why does that feel wrong to me, Chris? Went to a freaking high-end, expensive-ass French restaurant. Good le diplomate. 
Well, maybe they just figured the flag's red, white, and blue. <laughs> Same thing, Kamala. Sorry, Kamala. Okay, Joe. Le <laughs> diplomatie. Didn't have no lobster fritters on Omaha Beach, did they? When we were saving French ass around the world. All right, you know, I'm just, there's just something about it feels weird, man. Le diplomatie. Chris said, Tartar du Parc. Escargots a la Burgenani. Fragros parfait. And some damn thing called Gugaris. Sounds communist. They had the horse devourers? They had the horse devourers with that duck liver crap. No decent American eats duck liver. The pate? Duck liver pate. It's like peanut butter. You can spread it. Duck liver. Costs you $1,000. Didn't have no damn duck liver on the bloodstained beaches of France. We were saving your ass. <laughs> well, it just feels weird, man. They go to a French restaurant on Memorial Day. Doesn't that feel weird to you? Wee well, wee. Oui, oui. yeah, right. Well, I guess the, down the, the hall to the left. What? The drive-through at McDonald's was too busy. <laughs> it would have been more American. They went there. I'm just saying, what the hell is a president going to some damn high-end French restaurant on Memorial Day? You should have gone. I mean, I'm just saying, you could have gone to Denny's. Order a pizza. Get a Grand Slam. Something American. Not, you know, escargots a la Burgenani. All right. Uh, 2105. It's like peanut butter. And pate. It's a pate. You spread it with a knife. The salgivon. The what? The cabernet salgivon. Cabernet salgivon. Savernon. <laughs> Damned un-American, that's what it is. Yeah, this wine don't come from a box now, do it? The hell, the hell is a lobster fritter anyway? Didn't know you could fritter lobster. Uh, here's Leo. Leo, now that I've offended every single French person, including Don Morgan. Uh, yeah, in, kick, in the, uh... I'm laughing because I'm going to kick your ass after the show. Wee wee. Wee wee. Wee wee. I'm in thick the Clouseau. Sorry. <laughs> Does your escort go bad? I'm sorry. Here's Le- uh, Leo. How you doing, man? <laughs> a lot of intellectually provocative and stimulating conversation on the radio today. That's what we shoot and, for. Not on, not on this dial setting, maybe, but uh, what I wanted to point out was uh, Harvard, I think, is being sued because of uh, they are fanatical about restricting the number of really smart uh, Asian kids coming into Harvard. You know, these are kids with perfect SATs and stuff like that, and they want to cap it. And one of the ways they do it, evidently, to get admission to that school, those kids have to sit for an interview, and they're graded on... I know. This, this has been going on at several campuses across the country for a few years know, now. I don't know why. They slap you and tell you a joke or whatever. It's like, I used to, uh, at UT Austin, I was in the engineering building, and I would see these kids there at ODARP 30, hunched over their little... Uh, tables with their packed lunches. Yeah, well, they sure as hell weren't going to some damn expensive French restaurant instead of doing their homework, were they? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. Hey, we're studying, and what do we do? We kicked our ass out of off of campus. Well, the president's eating some damn thing called gras. Two one zero. It couldn't take his business to an American restaurant. I go to some damn French restaurant. Oh, Memorial Day of all places. Days. You know what I mean. Clint Eastwood's birthday. <laughs> Hope he doesn't do that next year. <laughs> Clint's going to be really upset, dude. He did what? He went to a French restaurant? Oh. Anyway, 210 210- Get off my birthday. Get off my divan. What? 
didn't know his limitations. <laughs> Man's got to know his limitations. Well, 91. I could still kick your ass. This show is ridiculous. 210 <laughs> It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Are we all having a good time today on a, mon- a, a Monday-like Tuesday? Ain't that something? Clint Eastwood's got the birthdays on Memorial Day every year. Ain't that something? How that works out that way? Even though it ain't the same day every year? Uh, two one zero. I'm on top of things on the first day back after a three-day weekend, man. Let me tell you something. I'm sharp as a tack, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I was reading an article uh, on Fox News. Uh, they got a couple of professors. Got a couple of tenured idiots. Uh, let's see, one from Columbia University, a law professor, Kendall Thomas. Another uh, professor at Portland State University. What a swell place to live. Uh, that's Marvin Lynn. We're talking about CRT, critical race theory, because we just passed a law, I believe. We, they vote, did vote on this to ban critical race theory from being taught in Texas schools. And, uh, you know, the gibberish these guys are laying out there. Now, you know, and I'm not, I'm not anti-college in general. My kid's in college. My kid's in college, though, for something very specific. She's there for theater and stagecraft and film and television and stuff like that. But there is a lot of uh, indoctrination stuff going on. I've seen it at her school, or <coughs> some of the uh, the opinions she's coming away with, you know, from uh, <coughs> excuse me, from being in a uh, relatively small school in Colorado. But you know, most campuses are it's this stuff's pretty bad. And it, it, what, this is this is now, Chris. You would this is what I call professor speak. You know what I mean by professor speak. Professor speak is when you say something using fancy word combinations and, you know, to, to make it sound like you're saying something really intelligent when, in fact, it's all complete bullcrap. Listen to this statement. Critical race theory is concerned above all with addressing the literacy deficit in this country around race. We have a literary, a literacy deficit when it comes to race. Critical race theory starts from the idea that you cannot educate young people to take up their responsibilities as citizens unless you also give them a critical racial literacy. The hell does that mean? <laughs> I'm a fairly literate guy, and I'm trying to figure it out here. Let's a racial literacy. Is that literature about race? Is that the entire conversation? I mean, is it is it teaching the the history that CRT teaches, which is false history? I think maybe it's teaching the code. It's teaching the code, like race code. Well, because you know how everybody says, "Oh, you're just speaking in code," and oh, right, the code doesn't exist. And right, I think it's just a way of saying there is a code, and here it is. Well, first off, it's none of your damn business what my responsibilities are as a citizen. In other words, we need to teach you that white people suck and are guilty and they're bad so that then you can go out and fight those evil white people. You know, I, I, I just I get so sick of it. I, I get so sick of it. I, I, you know what? It, most people aren't racists. Most people aren't. Most people, I think, are, are decent people who just want to get through their lives and pay their bills and go on vacation once a year and watch their kids grow up. You know, the circumstances are different for every single person in this country, depending on where you grew up, the circumstances of your birth are. But th- this this critical race theory and all this race crap that we talk about right now, it basically says to young people, well, first off, if you're white, you're guilty no matter what. That's a hell of a mess- message to lay on a, on a young person. Or if you're black or Hispanic or what have you, or you're from some other marginalized community, that the, the the you still suffer from uh, how this country came about, which was on the backs of race, on the backs of slavery. You, you're in the year twenty twenty one. In other words, we've made no real advances in racial relations and and race dialogue and race discussions and things of that nature. 
uh, since uh, since the civil rights movement. So I guess, in other words, really the inference is that the civil rights movement was a, was a complete failure, I would think, in a sense, if we're still institutional in our racism. And that's a hell of a hell of a, a message to lay on a young person too. Hey, you're black. You're never going to make it. <laughs> There's just too many things, too many things oppressing you. And it's you're never. That's why we got to make tests easier for you you to take. Uh, maybe we shouldn't have you take any tests at all because they're stressful on you. Uh, and uh, you know, if you're gonna vote, you, you shouldn't have to have a photo ID because yeah, yeah, you're black. It's gonna be tough for you to pull that one out. So pull that one off. So you know, the problem with critical race theory is that it is inherently racist, and there is a institution of racism being constructed before your very eyes. And one of the building blocks is critical race theory. You'd think after just a handful of decades beyond. Martin Luther King's assassination, We, the fact that we're right back to segregating ourselves or right back to obsessing on skin color. Uh, I mean, it's like they act, the, the, the critical, the CRT stuff, the, the folks who propagate this and, and, and promote this, it's like Martin Luther King never existed. It's like the Civil Rights Movement never happened. Uh, here's Tom. Tom, how you doing? I'm great, Sean. How about you, man? Another day in paradise, man. What are you thinking? Well, you know, hey, I, I tell you, all this woke and critical race and all, what they need to do, honestly, is, is put the media is all bought in. But if they could get enough coverage for people who came here from other countries, especially third world countries, and tell everybody what it's really like everywhere else. <laughs> right. And why, why they're here in the United States. We're in the United States because it's the best place in the world. Well, yeah, it's kind of odd that we're so crappy and racist, but everybody wants to live here, man. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I can't figure you know, it out. If they, get, <laughs> if they get enough people, if they get enough of those people to come here and start saying, hey, the reason we're here is because it's the best place on earth. <sighs> yeah, it, it's, it's really, I mean, especially when you want to just start filling this young people, you know, kids up with this stuff. From a very early age, you're you're creating racism. You're creating racists out of people who may or may not have even been racists in their lives. You're teaching people to be racists, and and I think that's the sick part of it all. Absolutely. All right, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you, brother. I I guess I do that now. I I forgot. Fourteen months. I was used to Chris like pushing all the buttons. Now I got to push buttons here and there on my own. Uh, 210-599-5555. Uh, Sam, you're on Newstalk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, good morning, Sean. Hey. Um, hey. Um, the civil rights movement never did happen. You didn't know that? It didn't it happen. Like, no, 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 it didn't. And neither, neither did the Civil War. Right. And neither, neither did all those white soldiers die for, to free help free the slaves. It never did happen. Nothing. It never happened, man. No, it's that, a distraction. <laughs> yesterday, we were supposed to celebrate, you know, the all the dead people who, you know, the guys and women who died in battle, and yet not one white Yankee soldier died to free the slaves. Right, we're just evil and wrong. Us white, me, I'm a honky. I'm just evil and wrong and racist. Yeah, and nothing yeah, I can do about it. Can't even get birthday right. You know, I mean, how do how do people expect you to get you know civil rights stuff right? I don't know. I got it right, man. Excellent point. Uh, if you're white, if you're a honky like me, you just man, we suck. We're just so guilty. We're so such racists. Two and zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Because that's the, at the heart of it. You're either an oppressor or you're the oppressed. For people who say that they're not about labels, they sure do like labeling people, don't they? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. Newstalk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. Newstalk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Talking about critical race theory. Also, I, I forgot this. Gavin McLeod died. Captain Merrill Steubing from the Love Boat, uh, the Mary Tyler Moore Show. 
I didn't know he was still. I'm sorry. That's terrible. I shouldn't say that. Larry Storch posted about it. I didn't know Larry Storch was still alive from F Troop. These guys are still out there, man. We learned a lot this week. They're still out there. Love, exciting, and new. <laughs> Deb, how you doing? Good. How's it going? Tom? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? <laughs> well, you know, honestly, as a black man, I'm gonna tell you, critical race theory is so insulting to us. Mm-hmm. A lot of us think that way, and, and and saying that we can't, we don't need an ID, or we need a lower test so we can pass is very racist in itself. You saying I can't do something because of my skin color, so you're gonna dumb it down. It's horribly racist and horribly insulting. Yeah, I mean, and, and believe it or not, I noticed on the show, but a lot of us think that same way. I mm. cannot go ask. I can go ask some thugs on the street. They have an ID. They know they needed to vote. <laughs> right, right. I, I don't get it. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I understand it politically what they're trying to achieve in a sense. In that, uh, if you pit people against each other, it's much easier to centralize the government or expand the reach of government, and, and I get all that. But I, it's well, so insulting to the original civil rights movement, where people did it, die it, it and people gave like up their lives. Happen. It makes it like it didn't yeah. happen, and it, they went through all of that for nothing, and in their efforts to make everything so non-racist, they became the racist themselves. Absolutely, man. Hey, I appreciate the call, Deb. It's always a pleasure. Thank Anytime. Thank you, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's George. George, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How you doing? Another day in paradise, hey. man. When I, you know, when I, I, uh, nah. Matt. Uh, we had to. <laughs> the Air Force had to force us into taking this race relations crap, you know, and and, uh, and I call it that because. As we sat around in a group, and he had these all full of guys, we sat there listening to the blacks saying all kinds of stuff, and uh, you know we couldn't say anything we feel. If, when I was growing up, if I would have treated people, uh, I don't care who they are, if I'd have treated them with any disrespect, my dad would have just beat the crap out of me. Right. You know, right. He, you know, he taught me how to respect people. But the Air Force, with the military, they've They've actually nurtured a little bit of racism, I feel. I love the military. Right. But I feel like they stepped over over bounds. And it, it was the blacks could say whatever they want, but we had right. to sit there and take it. Well, and I and I and I appreciate the call, but I, I think that's the that that's you know, thanks for your service. That's that's what's so lopsided about it. I've said this for years. It's like uh, what, what do you hear? Oh, you white people are so afraid to have the conversation about race. All right, let's have the conversation about race. You can't be in a conversation about race. You don't know anything about it. You know, and uh, and it really does sort of, in in my opinion, I'm a white guy. I'm a hunky. I'm a Caucasian. Don Morgan's shocked. He didn't realize. I uh, I I watch the Hallmark Channel all weekend long. I'm I'm. I'm white, uh, but I, you know, it, it, it's it's ins- it's insulting to the people who actually lost their lives in the civil rights movement. It, it's insulting to everyone. This obsession with skin color—we're we're right back there, man. We, and I, you know, it started with Obama. It really, in my opinion, well, this new. This new idea of racism kind of came about in, into the public consciousness in the Obama era, in my opinion, because I think he was a horrible racist. Obama had the opportunity. He could have really just walked us into a post-racial America where skin color doesn't matter. But, man, everything was about skin color with that guy. And we're right back to it. That there is, you, how can you sit there and tell me that it's not racist to say the reason you shouldn't have photo ID laws is because black people can't come up with a photo ID? How is that not racist? On what planet is that not stinking racist? Well, I guess this one. It's absurd. Where are we? Oh, here's Ron. Ron, how you doing? Okay, Sean, good morning. Just real quick, what was the name of that town that uh, inadvertently that Unfortunately, he took that fire bombing as a result of probably one or two bad 
characters that made bad decisions that were followed through. I don't know the full. What what city was that? What are we talking about? Is this? Uh, are we talking about? I'm not sure what you're talking about. But there's it was so a many. city that was firebombed. It was in the news. It was on KTSA this morning. It was in, it was struck down by. It was hit by. Um, uh, there's somebody that's fighting for reparations right now. And, I don't know. I'd have to. I I I, I don't know. What, I just don't know the story you're talking about. I thought. Oh, Tulsa was it? Wow. Tulsa? Okay, Tulsa. Tulsa. Okay. All righty. All righty. Well, um, obviously they're they're asking for reparations, oh. and um, yeah, and it's like wow. Well, okay. It's unfortunate that obviously we're not for it, but it looks like there's a certain segment of people. That I don't will never go away. look. Well, there's there are people for whom racism is is their mission in life. Okay, in a sense, in that not necessarily fighting it actually. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. guy. You know, uh, but uh, uh, they need a. Is there, if, there are some folks who need a constant source of racism, because it's how they make their living. Uh, we're seeing a lot of. Look at this uh, woman who who was at the head of BLM, and she bought all these houses and stuff. And there was questions about her using money donated to BLM for her personal use. There are some people who make a really decent living off of racism. So you know, I and I appreciate the call. We're just out of time. I. I it, it you know it, I I think it's just sad and sick that we've come we've come full circle now to where we are just as obsessed with skin color as we once were. Only it's it's uh, maybe the 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 players have changed in a sense, but it's still the same damn thing. When you make any kind of estimation of another human being based upon their skin color, whether you think they're an oppressor or the oppressed, you are being a racist. It's embarrassing to even have to say it because it's so stinking obvious. All right. I got to get out of here. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, uh, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.